Peacock's gonna commit manslaughter to cover up his affair. Yes! <laughs> yes. Okay, I just started recording and we did get the do we think Casey Cott's gonna commit manslaughter? <laughs> and Katya, you have to edit that. I'll put that in. Oh, the, just, to, just so I can also put this in, the previous thing Leo said was fucking Rob Ronning this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch meaning the situation, not his fiance. I'm sure she's lovely. Um, okay, I am Ruby. Um, I use they them pronouns, and you know, I'm the the preps. They mean so much to me, and I'm so excited. What we have in store for you today? I'm Leo. I use he him pronouns, and I. There's something wrong with me. I have a disease that makes Brett, Head, and Bonna my favorite Riverdale ships. Um, hello. <laughs> I'm Katia. I use uh, she and they pronouns. I um, think that Donna Sweet is just probably the best character ever in Stream 21 by Samia. Um, I'm Grace. I use she and they pronouns. I am a uh, America's number one Donna Sweet fan. I will fight everyone else on this podcast about that. And um, I'm excited to announce we have another special guest this episode. It's me, Sean Deppner. <laughs> we definitely have Sean Deppner on our show. What are your pronouns, King? <laughs> I- I'm Sean Deppner. I use she and they pronouns. I played Brett in Riverdale. <laughs> I am the actor. It is me. (laughs) Thanks, Sean. Thank you so much for showing up on our podcast. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) I know you had to take so much time away from your D&D podcast. (laughs) They understood. They're a big fan of of Riverdale. Except me and my acting career. I'm glad they accept your various interests, Sean, and don't exclusively make you play D&D. Yeah. I was scared they would, like, kidnap me and just kind of, like, leave me in a D&D basement, but they didn't. Yay! Yay! You would expect if they like Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, acting endeavors, um, you recently cameoed on season four of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina as the Stone Philosophers, um, and, as well as Sarah Desjardins and the woman who plays Joan. Dorlin Moo? Dorlin Mew? Me? I can't, I, uh, yeah. I forgot to Google her name. It's Dorlin um, M something. Great. Green. I love you, Dorlin. So, yeah, how was your experience? Will you come on our podcast? Kidding. Yeah, someone, I'm not naming names, uh, may have ghosted our DM to come on our podcast. Even though it wasn't he me. has. I answered your DMs. <laughs> you did answer our DMs, finally. What was it so, like saying so um, lesbian sex? In that movie. <laughs> In that one movie. I, Sean Deppner, definitely know what you're talking about. 100%. Wait, can I, I need to provide exposition. Wait, wait, then. wait, do you not know? Do you not Have know? Have you not seen it? Oh, it's excellent. I can't believe we have to educate you, Sean Deppner, on your own movie. But this is lesbian. Always happy to enlighten another member of the. No, let's tell you about what you said. Um, enlighten me. In this movie, movie that none of us have seen. Like the film none of us have seen. Last no, Night in Suburbia? So, I'm the expert here. I saw, I saw the, trailer. the trailer. We've all seen the trailer. No, I saw it first, okay? Um, basically, it has both Sean Deppner and, fuck, Lachlan Monroe? Is that yes. Right? Who plays Hal. Hal. And, um, I don't, it looks like a pretty shit movie, to be honest. No offense, Sean, but I'm sure you were wonderful. You wear lots of Hawaiian shirts, and you look lovely. Um, anyway, so um, he um, posted on his Instagram that his favorite line was from it was um, the bit where he goes, lesbian sex, to his, um, presumably his ex-girlfriend. And then Lachlan Monroe follows that by saying, this is lesbian awesome. And it's... It's just it's wonderful. in the trailer. It's a really beautiful moment, you know? It, 
it really affected me. Hey, should we clarify that Sean Daphner's name is Sophia? <laughs> yeah. Just leave that out. Sean <laughs> Daphner's name is. Her um, name is Sophia. Yeah. Okay, I'm just Yeah. Just in case you didn't guess. Um, We've been also, can you? Sean Detner plays Brett Weston Wallace on Riverdale, which we actually haven't said yet, which is great. <laughs> we just expected you to know. You yeah, should if, if you're I not a Deadhead, the Deppner head, then get off this podcast. Literally, literally say that. Um, um, yeah, we love the, the, we love uh, it. To be, yeah. To be yep. fair, if I had to go to school with Jughead, I would try to murder him, too. And Stonies exactly. did nothing yeah. wrong. They did, Stonies did nothing Stonies wrong. wrong. Jughead absolutely deserved it. And mm-hmm. he didn't right. even kill Jonathan. He just has food poisoning. He, he has, has food, food poisoning. poisoning. That's better. Poor Jonathan, I think he feels better soon. We should clarify that, um, I forgot what we're gonna say. Oh, this is the Stonewall, the Stonewall, the long-awaited Stonewall prep episode. The Stonewall prep episode! Uh, We're also gonna talk about some of our theories for season five later. Um, and, but first of all, just conceptually, I'd like to, um, because we've, like, talked about this in depth, but we need to reintroduce. The fact that that is Donata and Bryce Nellis is weird as fuck and really strange. Mm-hmm. It's really also, excellent like, and amazing. Like did... it's you can just sort of say the words Riverdale did the secret history by Donna Tart and Donna Tart was there and so was Brett Easton Ellis. And, and it doesn't really capture the fact that that is a true sentence that really happened. Um and I would also like to say um if you have any idea who Joan Berkeley is supposed to be a past mm-hmm. teacher? Please let us know. Please let us know if you have any idea who Jonathan. I literally, I literally already know, know that. Jonathan what is, is it? supposed to be. Jonathan is Jonathan Lethem, and um, Joan Berkeley is a reference to Joan Didion's daughter who attended the school. Oh. We also, oh. but the real thing we need to know, the real mystery is who is Joan, um, Jane Dallas Brown. Jane that's Dallas Brown. Be, that's meant I to be. Um, I thought it was Jane Austen. No, but it might be, or it might be any of the other, like, 12 people that we thought might be Jane, Dal- Jane Dallas Brown. So who, wait, she's, like um, Margaret like, Brown? Donna's Margaret grandma. Weiss Brown yeah. and Jane Austen are, I think, the most likely mm-hmm. possibilities. If you yeah. have any thoughts, please. Also, I've recently discovered that Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, um, did the novelization of the American Psycho musical. Did you? Thank you. He wrote the book. Why? Why Why is there a novelization of the musical of the book? No, it's not a novelization. It's the book of the musical. Oh, he wrote the book. That's okay, Ruby. The book, in terms of musicals, is the dialogue. Oh. It's okay. not like yeah. It's not a novelization. Sister? It's already a novel. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I was like, why do you need to make that into a novel again? American like, Psycho, the book, the movie, the musical, <laughs> the movie, <laughs> the book again. No, but like that just goes to show that he is entirely he know he must know about Easton Ellis. He is aware. Obviously, he knows. Like, obviously, like no, no, no. But he, like he probably knows quite a lot about him. He's up and, on the lore. And then he was like this guy. I'm gonna write this guy into my TV show as a, 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 as a gay teenager who tries to kill people and gets constantly beaten up. And gay and angry. Right. Gay and like, angry. I mean, that is, that's Fred Easton Ellis. Yeah. Can and I I'm talk about, movie. can I talk about the dream I had that involved Brett last night? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> last night I had a dream that season five started and Brett was in the first episode and, like, he got possessed by a demon, like, in Supernatural, but he literally just fought it off. Like, he was, he was like, I'm fine, and he kicked the demon out. <laughs> He's built different. He's good! Um, Do we so, think that I had a dream with Bryce, Brett Weston Wallace in it, uh, like, right when I first started watching it, and it was just him floating outside my window, just eerily. Just like, looking up at my window, I looked out my window. I was like, "Oh, it's Bryson Wallace from Seed All I always called it Supernatural. This is fine. <laughs> Moving on. 
Oh, we should mention Sean Devner was in one episode of Supernatural. It's the episode with the tentacle monsters that you definitely forgot so happened is, because it's extremely boring. So is Sarah Desjardins. Yes. So was the actor Sarah. who plays Jonathan. Yeah, but we love you, Sarah Desjardins. We don't have to say it. Desjardins. We saw all your Taylor Swift fan video. We, we saw do. it and it was good. We enjoyed it. XXS um, Full Scowl. Yeah. Five. Five. Yeah. XXX. Yeah. Hey, queen. Um, sh- yeah. Sarah Desjardins has a YouTube <laughs> channel. <laughs> and she has released several fan videos on them. Hopefully that will be me one day. People will be on Riverdale season 18. And uh-huh. they will <laughs> they'll look at my YouTube account and they'll see that I've made Riverdale fan vids. She's such they'll a Riverdale, I know the end, and go, hey. Wait. Huh. You get it. We trust you. you. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, wait. Quality. We should talk about the time Sean said he was in Gay Club with Jughead. Brett <laughs> was on the list. <laughs> oh, still alive. Well, no, Sean. The okay, so it's actually just the G. Sean said Brett was in Gay Love with Jughead. Clarification. <laughs> Sean Defner, the real person, isn't. <laughs> Hey, Sean Depper, love with Jack who, the is, fictional character. who is featured on our podcast episode right now. Yes. <laughs> Can you clarify this? Well, you know how Andrew Garfield no. is like that? Yes. That clarifies very little. Thank you so much. <laughs> we know. You know how Andrew Garfield was just like that with the social network and, and Mark Zuckerberg and, and such? Mm-hmm. That, that's how I feel with my character and Jughead. I am an acclaimed actor of the show Riverdale. <laughs> well done. Thank I'm you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. Great, Myra. Um, I also want to uh, mention when you were on another podcast that yeah, I'm definitely not m- mad that you... <laughs> You went on that podcast Why would you be mad at that podcast? Because I am clearly here. <laughs> before ours. Um, and, uh, fuck, what was I saying? You said you about played Cole a game with KJ Cole. Apple oh, where you would yes. stare at each other's lips that was when the camera Cole wasn't Sprouse, on you. That was not KJ. He said, yeah, KJ he said Apple especially was, scenes with KJ, and then he explained. was fun to work with. And then, but also Um At some point, he was doing <laughs> scenes with someone, and they would stare at each other's mouths when no, the camera was wasn't on them. And to quote, "Are we about to kiss?" Energy. Um, and it shows. Thanks, Sean. Shows, yeah. He also said on a live stream in front of twenty people um, that he, you know, Brett is like fixated on Jughead, and maybe it's not like romantic love, but it is like, you know, something. It's just uh, exactly thank you, Sean, for my food. He, You're I welcome. Have to know how much he knew about Bryce Easton Ellis before he started playing this character? I have to know. Wait, um, I have hey. to assume that, like, at the very minimum, Roberto read like the oral history of Bennington, which does sort of explain a little bit that Bret Easton Ellis is crazy and gay, but you hey, know, Sean. like homophobic about it. Wait, was Bret Easton Ellis? Was he like? Did he have, like, a weird relationship with Donna Tartt, or was that something? They did! They did? They had a weird, they had a weird, like... Was it the gender one? It was... No. no. Uh, That was someone else. That was the Uh, other one. Donna Tartt and Brett Easton Ellis' relationship is, um, very much like Donna Sweet and Donna, uh, Brett Weston Wallace's. Like, it is clearly modeled off of what the oral history explained their dynamic was, which was, like, you know, like... He's sort of they were malicious best friends who don't like each Didn't other they that much. Like, are they the ones who got set up on a date because both their roommates found them annoying? Yes. yes. That's so classic. Um, Love that. I also Me and my like, evil hag. Yeah. Exactly. Donna Sweet did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong. Absolutely. Also, well, Donna Tart and Donna Sweet both exist in the Riverdale universe. Exactly. Yeah. Have- Brett Ellis also exists because they call someone they call they call someone like a version of American Psycho or American Psycho or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we know yeah. that both both real versions. Also, Veronica. Veronica read the secret history. This is yeah. yes. So and she's been reading it for four years. I think she's just rereading it. 
was she not like this this thing that's happening kind of reminds me of this book that i've definitely finished but the thing is she doesn't know anything that's, that's happening with jughead yeah she well, does not she, have she any clue what's going on in jughead's yeah. life they're not jughead's friends also, like homo school Betty, she's like doing something else. Fucking but she's doing her thing. maple rum and uh, with her sister too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hermosa, and she's doing a uh, maple claw, which is white claw. It's a fake <laughs> white claw, which I always forget about, and it's always funny. Um, and uh, I think like Betty probably told her, and she was just like staring at Betty's she lips. Place sounds like, great. Moving on. Thanks, babe. She doesn't have time to access homo school shenanigans. Yeah. She's doing her she's doing her girl boss business. Yeah, she's literally too busy being a girl boss. I suck she's shit lazy. at being a girl boss, my empire is crumbling. That's not I, Veronica. That's not Veronica. I think she's it's really good that they wear bunny masks as an obvious allusion to bunny from the secret history. Literally. Oh, I just got that. <laughs> I didn't it until Grace told me. Ago. I've never um, seen the secret. I've seen it. I've never wa- read it. <laughs> I haven't good. seen it's it either. Book. I mean, it doesn't. You can't. It's um, a good book. It's actually quite funny. Um, Henry hmm. didn't know that we landed on the moon. No it's one a told fun him. Book. I feel like Dilton would do that. I feel like Dilton is is the Henry of Coverdale. Exactly. I'm it's a big fan him. of Dilton. We love Dilton weird here. trauma. <laughs> I think Dilton would talk to Jughead after they kill a guy together and be like, I'm so much cooler now that I've murdered someone. Exactly what? <laughs> and Jughead would be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> um, and then uh, Jason, I guess, I'm assigning Jason to Francis because, you know, fruity redheads. Um, <laughs> Archie, Archie is right there. I don't think uh, no, Archie, Archie would say asparagus is in season. Jughead is like, Jason is like wealthy and a feat and redhead and- Yes, which is very Francis. Society, Um, they let Dilton have the same Can we talk about the- In the show then. Development that happened today. What Jason What? So, um, I don't even know how- When was it? Madeline Patch posted on her story- It was last night. Oh my god, it was recent. Um, a picture of, um, Sharpe and Ryan from High School Musical and Jason and Cheryl, which is the- biggest it's both calling Sharpe from high school musical a lesbian by comparing her to cheryl and calling jason gay by comparing him to ryan like he's not canon gay but like yeah mm, you know um, and he's like, like kelsey yeah except more um but like for one this is a big gain for the um roberto grace acasa has sin bearer pop-up pro- truthers community um because gay men called Jason with mean lesbian twin sisters. Uh, if you know, you know. And um, also a big game for Georgie Longcon because um, Jughead's fascination with Jason is paralleled with his fascination, is, is for one very homoerotic and paralleled with his fascination with Archie all like all through season one. And like, mm-hmm. that's what his story is about. It's moving between being the subject of his story and then like, it just all makes sense. So if we're saying Jason is gay, then we are uh, emphasizing that his dynamic with Jughead after his death is also gay. And then we're saying, and then through line of that is that we're saying that his dynamic with Archie is gay. And just so you know, then that's I don't all think, great. I don't think Madeline Patch put any no, thought. I don't think she meant that, but you know. She didn't, but I do. not mean that. We she did, do. actually. I wholeheartedly <laughs> believe that was everything she meant. <laughs> also, it's a big win for the um, Spanish Civil War fic where Jason and Jughead have all our erotic things. <laughs> uh, um, I, I want to say something. Okay. My favorite things about, uh, we should probably talk about like our favorite things about the, the storylines, but I also want to mention that Roberto Gray Sacasa in either 2003 or 2008, I'm getting conflicting um, responses online, probably 2003, um, had a play, and it's not the one you're thinking about. Yes. Um, it is called Good Boys and True, and it is set in 1989 at a prep school where a sex tape of a young man um, Maybe don't Google it because it's kind of horrible. Yeah, trigger warnings for, like, um, you know, 
unconsensual recordings of somebody um, during sex. Um, and the basically it's about him, his mom grappling with like realizing her son may not be who is played by Jay Smith Cameron. His succession for Succession Dale. Yes, Succession Dale, um, who plays Jerry on Succession. Um, and uh, he, it's also revealed that the, the main character um, who, uh, who, you know, had the, the sex tape um, is gay and um, is uh, his late sexuality is unlabeled, but he has also a boyfriend, um, even though the tape is with a girl. And so, you know, just more evidence for like Roberto needlessly adding gay characters um, to his stories. Um, also, because there is a non consensually recorded sex tape in the Stonewall Prep storyline. Yes, Stonewall like, Prep storyline. Brett's whole thing. Brett whole, Brett's whole thing. And um, yeah. Before we end the Zoom call, someone, you have, you have a minute. I, it says a minute for me to summarize the Stonewall Prep storyline. Someone do it. Oh, God. Sophia, do you want to do it? Oh, sure. Jughead goes to his weird gay prep school, school. and then um, weird seminar moose is there. Um, Oh gosh. Uh, There's the Baxter Brothers contract, and then the teacher commits suicide, and there's fucking- They kill Jughead. They kill Jughead. Also the Quill and Skull. He's pretend dead, and then he's not, and then yeah. He gets better. They kill him, he gets better. better. The beanie cushions the blow. Donna Tart did nothing wrong, or Donna Sweet did nothing wrong. <laughs> Donna Tart did plenty wrong. wrong. <laughs> She's done <Okay>. enough. <laughs> Donna Tart needs to be locked up. And Joan, um, and Jonathan got food poisoning, and Joan is a diplomat. And, he's fine. and in yeah, and then so what happens is that Joan she gets to flee the country because she is a, a diplomat's daughter. Um, and, oh, and Brett gets arrested and he goes to jail and he's going to be in season five um, saying something about a Mack truck. Yes. Um, so unbelievably exciting. Um, and uh, uh, Donna doesn't <laughs> go to jail. Because um, she's a boss. Because she's a girl. Because she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't she do didn't anything wrong, wrong first of all. <laughs> She tried. The real she Betty. Like, I mean, that's that was. I don't know what the real reason is. I assume Brett's not going to jail for the murder. I I assume he's going to jail for something different. Because otherwise, Donna would also be in jail. It was for the yeah. maybe the sex crimes. Brett oh, Easton Ellis yeah. fracking allegations. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I said Easton Ellis. <laughs> that's Weston Wallace. Brett Weston Wallace fracking allegations. I feel like both. Yeah, I think both. Brett Easton Ellis would probably. He would pull a RuPaul and buy a ranch and frack on it. Uh, yeah, and, um, sorry. And Jonathan Um, presumably recovers from food poisoning off screen. Yeah. Yeah. And And then he goes uh, and just has a nice life. Yeah, Donna, she um, gets the Tracy True contract, but then Betty is like, you gotta not do it, otherwise I'll send you to jail. Um, and she doesn't send her to jail already because she, uh, think she's hot. Um, (laughs) She's too hot for jail. She's too hot for jail. Um, She, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't want her to meet Evelyn ever and ever in jail. Remember when Betty was like, hey, Evelyn, did, did uh, Donna come here and like, ask you for like a word, a trigger word? And she just was like, yeah, but she was lying. Uh, I love art. I love Evelyn. <laughs> she I love chaos. She she loves fake people. Music means nothing to her. <laughs> she gladly help you hit any of her loved ones with a car. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we, sh- we should talk about uh, the two main um, Stonies. But in my sh- I just want to say I dislike that they made the two white ones the two main ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, that's racism on um, the writer's room, so I love that. Yeah. In fact, dislike it. Also, Joan was like, Joan and Jonathan, for their like five lines each. They served. 
Yes. So, so I have to mention great. the stoned philosophy. Oh, I did. The, you they, did. they were in Sabrina. Right at the beginning. Philosophy. Sean Deppner talked about it. Mm-hmm. Me, Sean Deppner. She, they, Sean Deppner. Um, talking about it. Speaking of Sean Deppner. Let's Brett. talk about Brett. Let's talk about Brett. I would like to point out, okay, so they have the, like, circle in the Quill and Skull where they talk about, like, their dark backstories, and it's very upsetting, actually, if you think about it. Um, Really sad. Brett's backstory is that his dad got him a prostitute when he was, like, 16. I think Um, it was 14. 14. 14. Really awful. Really, really awful. Um, Mm. And uh, that's, like, generally when that trope shows up like a dad getting his son a prostitute it's almost always because the dad's scared his son is gay um i i simply think that maybe that should have gone somewhere instead of just being a really fucked up backstory for a villain to have um i would also like to point out that that is what happens to mickey in season four of shameless and also happens in new girl but it's not non-consensual it's yeah he is, where does Brett Weston Wallace fall on the spectrum that I created of homophobic gay people who have killed people? Um, one end being Theo Decker and the other being Mickey Milkovich. Uh, I think that Brett Theo is, I don't know Theo kills one him. guy. Mm. Um, I think Brett is at the same point Veronica is where he tried to kill one guy, but he doesn't feel that bad about it. Like, Veronica burned a man alive. She doesn't feel that bad about it. They're around the same point on the spectrum. She's a serial killer. When did she burn a man alive? In the Halloween episode. She she was about to get murdered by a serial killer. She set him on fire. He died. Never mentioned She never talked about it. Like, how how Theo was gonna get shot. And then he, he fired the gun at the end of the book. And it made him very upset. And he was paranoid that the police were gonna come find him. But it was fine. Uh, and so he tried to kill himself in his hotel room. Uh, his boy best friend saved him. And then his, in the movie, in the book, he just failed to kill himself. And I Boris shows up and is like, I have your passport. <laughs> Here's yeah. a million dollars. Please don't be mad at me. The Goldfinch, oh. as written by Donna Tartt. <laughs> yes, we should mention that like, the, the, there is a web connecting all of these. Uh, is there a web between... Shameless is not connected to the rest of these. But Shameless, by web, Donna Tar. Shameless by Donna Tarr. Shameless by Donna. There's um, a web in my head. Um, and uh, okay, just so I'm just going to explain the full spectrum because I'm, I really, I've thought about this a normal amount. Spider-Man channel to talk. It goes Theo Decker, Veronica Lodge, That's Dean Winchester, Mickey Milkovich. Mickey Milkovich is not explicitly a murderer, but I have no doubt he's killed people and I do not think he regrets it even a little. Um, Dean Winchester is a murder guy who murders people, but he feels bad about it sometimes. Veronica killed a guy one time, she burned him alive, she does not care that she did that. Theo killed one person in self-defense once and is so upset about it all the time. Okay. Um, And Brett Weston Wallace is just before Veronica because he didn't successfully kill anyone, but he also doesn't feel bad about it. Do we know if he was successfully killed? Maybe he just has severe burns. We need he's dead. I would hope he's she, dead. I assume she just incapacitated him in order to call the police. He's dead. I think Did he's she, like burned to ashes. I think she burned him until he died. He was on fire. Like he was a flame. He was fully on fire, but I, I, he probably stopped, dropped, and rolled. But also, like, imagine explaining that to the cops. Like, I mean, I haven't seen the Halloween episode in a while. But, like, she could have just knocked him out. She fully just set him on fire. Like, that makes him look way more guilty. Yeah, that's not, like, like, a... She didn't even know for sure, though. She she was on the theory. You can plead self-defense for lighting someone on fire. I don't uh, yeah. think that's okay. within the bounds she, of self-defense. He had bad vibes. alcohol into a uh, bowl. And then it was very had, premeditated. And he, it was, yeah, yeah this is... She, he not had, she had to assume that he would have a lighter on him and not just use his phone flashlight or turn on a light. Um, and then waited and then jumped up until he had his lighter lit and then jumped up and threw the out. That was premeditated. Yeah. Well, 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 like that that's that's definitely not something you could plead self-defense. Do we want to talk about well, Brett P? We, we need to talk about Brett. We gotta talk about, about Brett P. That? Um I mean, Brett and Sweet Pea stood in a room together one time. Uh, they're in love. 
they're in love. It's didn't well didn't Sweepy like grab Brett away from the coffin? Yeah, didn't yeah. he push him? Yeah, push him. Push him. yeah, so they're in love, obviously. Yeah. And Brett Donna... P is the, the, the bait of the nation. <laughs> the bait of the Move over, Destiel. <laughs> I think we should talk also talk about Brett Head, the brightest of heads. It's the so brightest funny. of heads. The brightest of peas and the brightest of heads. It's we, it's we about make... when you're like 17 and you hate yourself for being gay and you resent you're in love with guy for being better than you at writing and I mean, you have confusing feelings about him and you file it all under hatred but he feels kind of the same way about you and so you have this really intense rivalry but it's like very fixated on each other in beyond just like I'm I don't I'm better than you at writing it moves way beyond that really quickly and becomes extremely personal and then he starts buying you like gifts and he gets you a new laptop and you go, I don't know what to do with this. And you freak out. Um, it's about that. You know, that experience. It's reverse evil or separate piece. Um, sure. I've never read that book. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about it. Um, someone falls off a tree, I think. Falls so, off. Yeah, but in like a murderous gay way. Wait. It's fully. He all we do is talk about a separate piece and y'all didn't know this? Um, we have some Brett, um, Easton Ellis tweets that we would like to read out loud. Um, I need to hear them. I fully believe Brett Weston Wallace would tweet all of these sentences. You should say them. I don't know what you're about to say, but I, I do um, think that Brett Weston okay. Wallace's Twitter looks like Brett Easton Ellis's. Brett Easton Ellis, December 8th, 2012. Yeah, I'm a sexist, but I like women. Yeah, I like dudes, but I hate the gay. Yeah, I think people are awful. I'm a mess. Like everyone, <laughs> dot dot dot. Thank you, King. Oh, he says we should clarify that Bryce and Alice is the fucking worst. He's yeah, he's yeah. horrible. He's like evil. We do he's not condone really his actions. Man. He wrote this horrible book about like liberal snowflakes. Yeah, it's, and he like said the, all that weird semi homophobic shit. But continue. But this is why we're making fun of him. Yes. So it might take me a little while to find the other tweets, but I have another one. Is it the one about um, Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. <laughs> Brett Easton Ellis, February 6th, 2012. 2.54 a.m. Someone just tweeted that if you claim to like Springsteen, you're hiding your homosexuality. What the fuck are you talking about? It's WTF, by the way. Bruce made me gay, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So true. Sure. Um, okay, so I don't know. Keep talking about something else while I find another one. Um, Brett I don't know is... how to explain Brett P. I don't know. I don't remember how we came up with Brett P. But I know that I'm very invested in Brett P. <laughs> um, and you should read. I don't know uh, how many chicks are there in the Brett P. Tag. You there's should read one, all There's my one where there X is, and it's <laughs> barely addressed. And yeah, I think, um, but that's really good. Read Jughead's Weird Fantasy. Oh, absolutely. You, you yes. have to stream Jughead's Weird Fantasy. It's excellent. I, I feel so honored. Um, what else is there to talk about? We make fun of uh, Jeronica's for being down bad, but at the end of the <laughs> We're day... We're literally Brett P. <laughs> we are Brett P. Stones I mean, that, and glass houses. Yeah. That, and it's yeah. not... It's not as ridiculous as the ship I invented to spite Brett P. Um, as sort of the most let's, ridiculous. Let's explain the backstory. We were um, watching Supernatural, and I was like, oh, people ship Ruby and Anna. And <laughs> then we were not me. all like, not, no, that not, Ruby. Oh, not, not Ruby is in this Ruby, but like Ruby is in the demon from Supernatural. Um, people ship Ruby, the demon, and Anna, the angel. And we were like, that's weird. There's not a lot of content. Um, and then I was like, wait, no, they, they have a whole episode where they're in a cabin together. Like, yeah. you know, you could assume things happened. You know, what's really weird. People ship like Charlie and Joe, who were yeah. never on the show at the same time. And that led me to coming up <laughs> with the most Donna, Midge. Donna and Midge, Don Midge Nation as America's number one Don Midge shipper. Um, I think it would be Only. fun 
<laughs> one and only Don Midge Shipper. I think it would be fun if they met up when Midge was in her fun little cheater era and Jingle Jangle know, era. Yeah, they, they did took, drugs. They took Jingle Jangle together. They took Jingle Jangle together and made out a little bit. And then Donna didn't, was but they could have. I can you prove that they didn't? <laughs> And it, it adds a delightful little complication to the insane, like, Kevin, Moose, Midge, Fangs Love square. Yeah. And if you and throw in Fangs and Sweet Pea, too, it's like, okay, now Sweet yeah. Pea there, and you can connect Josie, and our, like, it just, and yeah. Don Midge right. adds a delightful little extra yeah. complication. Yeah, and Donna also hooked up with Moose, if you remember. Yes. <laughs> they did I personally am a big fan of um, Donna and Ethel meeting yes. up and falling in love. I think this because they are um, Riverdale's two favorite Jewish lesbians, and no, that's important it. to me. I would like to talk about Jewish Donna just for a second. They're both Who, hated by bugheads too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Basically, the main my main point for Jewish Donna is that she knew that Jughead wasn't really dead because um, his family weren't saying she before him. Speak That's on that. It. Speak on that. But she couldn't tell Brett that because he'd just be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Okay, wait. Would Brett be a little bit anti-Semitic? A little bit. I yeah. I feel like he would be. I feel like his dad would would be a little bit anti-Semitic and like teach him. Yeah. I think. Uh, Donna, Brett is like, let's celebrate Christmas together, and Donna goes, I'm Jewish, and he goes, what? I thought you were normal. <laughs> he's like that kind of anti-Semitic, where he's just like, mm-hmm. I don't really get what Jewish people are, and I don't think I yeah. know any, except, like, I know several Jewish people, but I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot to say about Jewish Donna, because I'm not Jewish, but I do have a lot to say about lesbian Donna. She's very I special. Mean. She's so important to me. Um, she would be very problematic representation because she's... Oh, so, well, she'd also be really problematic Jewish representation, I was just thinking. Yeah! Because she's yeah. a mastermind pulling the strings yeah. to torture the nice protagonist. Oh. <laughs> but to be fair, the guy, she's trying to kill, the guy she's trying to kill in my heart is also Jewish. Yeah. yeah. It, Jewish Donna, if Jewish Donna is gonna happen, it has to come with the annotation that Jughead is- It has to go hand in hand with Jewhead. When (laughs) Jughead um, realizes that the bearding has gone too far and Betty and him are being, are like, Betty's mom is pressuring them to get engaged, um, Jughead says, "Um, I'm sorry, uh, if we want to get married, you have to convert. (laughs) (laughs) Just just because he doesn't want to marry her. I can only marry a nice Jewish girl. Um, Sorry, yeah. Mary Archie. But you yeah, Archie, Donna. my nice Jewish girl. <laughs> yes, Archie's his nice Archie's Jewish girl. Nice Jewish girl. Oh, but yeah, Donna, lesbian Donna would be very problematic, both because she is evil and obsessed with Betty, and also because she is a um, an abuse survivor. Which is also, it's very problematic that both Brett and Donna are arguably victims of mm-hmm. sexual abuse. Yeah. Uh, but um, I love them anyways, and uh, hashtag Donna did nothing wrong. They're not villains in my heart. Absolutely. Literally, Donna was doing Betty a favor and killing her annoying gay boyfriend. Like Exactly. She, she just wanted them to fall in love. Yeah. yeah. Like you want to be Gamola's enemies. There's yeah. nothing wrong with trying to kill your crush's shitty gay boyfriend. Um, That's the official stance of this podcast. I have another Brett tweet. Brett Easton Ellis tweet. Um, it's from March 24th, 2018. Oh, this is recent. Yeah. Oh, Love, Simon, and My Friend Dahmer. Two recent gay-themed high school movies. One ends on a Pharisee with two boys kissing while a friend's cheer below. The other ends with the murder of a hitchhiker by a murderous teen. One feels like a liberal fantasy. One feels like awful truth. Have you killed somebody? Brett Easton Ellis, are you implying that you've killed people? Because I, I would believe it. just the web of connections of, like, him talking about Love, Simon, Love, Simon being on Riverdale. Yeah. Have you seen yes. Riverdale? Have you seen Riverdale? I really, I hope, really hope he hasn't. It's not for him. Yeah, it's exactly. not for Would you! you get his permission to name a character after him? No. I mean, nope. it's, it's store brand Brett Weston Wallace. Yeah, it's which like... Which means it's specifically skirting the, you know... Yeah, it's like Vanity Flare. Huh. Yeah, they've changed it enough that he can't sue them. Are we done with our Stonewall Prep chat? We talk, yes. Have we talked enough? Grace, do you have anything else to say about Donna? Um, I love her so much, and I think that she gets a wiener dog, and she names it Muffin. Isn't what? Donna going to be in season five? 
She is. Yes, Sarah she just is. started. She will be back. That's a, that's Which a beautiful brings us to, on. to season five theories. Um, yes. <gasps> Sorry. Brittany <laughs> and Alice tweeted about Vanderpump Rules. Um, <laughs> Which is so important for me. He tweeted, Vanderpump Rules, Thompson and Duvall saying, I just had stuff on the DVR I wanted to keep is um, kind of devastating. And then, you're a million more times, more, you're a million times more important to me than a bottle of vodka, quote. Jax explains on Vanderpump Rules, I wrote this. What? Huh? I don't know what that means. I think um, he vibes with Jax from Vanderpump Rules, which is, is what a, he's saying. Is he a, a kitty? horrible, horrible person. All Jax Taylor does is get a nose job and cheat on women. <laughs> He's a All horrible, right. horrible man. Horrible. And lie and be a pathological liar. <laughs> Everyone on Vanderpump Rules has serious mental health issues, except for Tom Schwartz, who I think is just gay. Right. Good to know. I don't know what you're talking about. The sh- Speaking the, of people yeah, who either have mental show. health issues or are gay, Riverdale. KJ Appa. Oh, we KJ Appa! Oh my god. We can't talk about this, we don't have time. We don't okay. have time for Gay J. We'll, we'll retweet the, the Gay J tweets to yeah. um, our podcast account. Anyway, what if it was Jellybean? What if it was Jellybean? Was Jellybean. Wait, like Jellybean was the voyeur or? Exactly. Yes. Oh. Exactly. Oh, that was a very loud clap. Hello. Basically, I watched, like a few months ago, I watched a video by um, Riverdale Latam. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, that's like, um, it was uh, about um, suggesting that Jellybean might be the one making the voyeur tapes. And it was very compelling, I have to say. Because, like, she has access to all the recording equipment. She has access, she knows what's going on because she lives in the Cooper's, the fucking, uh, Jones Smith Smith household. Um, and, like, she she, says the walls are thin, and she knew about it. The walls are thin. She knows what's going on. She has read Jughead's story. Um, she knew what happened with, um, Jughead and the Rock. She knew, she would have known about the snuff film. She would have, and, um... She's the type of girl to go to, like, the weird video store. Mm-hmm. And, like, find the, the Jason snuff film and watch it. Her motive is, one, it would be all about corruption of youth, and, like, because she's literally, like, 12. Um, and it would be, and it would, and she's trying to make the town see all their, like, fucked up this in a vaguely black hoodish way but more like i don't want to have to grow up in within this two she's trying to get her gay brother to come out like come on we all want that um also it, within that theory she's like teamed up with chick and charles and ricky which is like the dream team i would help them i would i think they're like that's just like girl power for doing that wait um, what happened to ricky at the end of nothing i don't see I mean, they're just like He's, they were like, we're going to save this homeless guy. And then they, he stabbed Archie. And all um, the actors would be um, Jellybean's middle school friends. Yeah. I was thinking like, middle schoolers are just like that. Drama club. Jellybean is in her middle school's drama club. And what they do is put on doll masks and reenact murders. Yeah. And they, that's what theater kids are like. That Mm -hmm. is what theater kids are like. I just want to point out. You can't see this, but um, two out of five of us, including our very special guest, Sean Debner, are wearing Jughead hats right now. Leo made handmade, hand-crocheted Jughead hats. Yeah. Okay, I have shared my number one favorite little Riverdale season five uh, theory, so I think we should go round the, so... I would like to say, yeah, well, okay, so I have recently read an interview with Ted Sullivan, um, and he says that the voyeur is, like, trying to teach them about that life is, like, different. Um, it's, like, trying to teach them a lesson that, like, what goes on in Riverdale is um, bad and they need to move past their trauma. So I'm thinking it's Mr. Honey. Um, I think that, um, uh, I don't know, I think evil gays... Ross loves oh my god, that. wait. We yeah. didn't. Mr. Honey Cannon Gay. About, we talked about that last time. We yeah. did. We did. Mr. Yeah. Honey Cannon Gay. Um, and 
like how that could how, wait, how, but if he is the boy, that could be a reason why they didn't keep the line about him being gay because that would yeah. be like problematic. That they it would, it would be how queerphobic of them. How queerphobic of them to yes. do yeah. that. Um, but okay, so I have you know many other theories. I think Ethel's a red herring. Mm-hmm. Um, She's yeah. always a red herring. Don't go for Ethel. Yeah, as the <laughs> I I have an Ethel thing, fam. By the way, I think it should be streamed. Um, and um, um, I think uh, I've heard rumors. There's buzz among. Um, I'm brave enough to follow Avarchi on Twitter. I've heard a buzz that um, uh. Veronica is going to sing Carry the Torch, the song that Archie wrote about Betty during bar cheating era. Um, and it's going to be, be, it's going to have like shots of Betty and Archie just like looking at each other in the audience wow. um, while that happens, which I hope happens because that's fucking insane. And that would be, that would just be. That, honestly, that's, that's like super fun drama. That's, That'd I be love, a really good moment for me. Like, triangulation desire. But I also, like, you know, I'm just really excited for prom. We're going to see KO from Katie Keene, which I have not seen. Um, but hopefully introducing a Katie Keene character means that there is a possibility of Josie coming back. Um, Please. Please. I hope that that happens because I love Josie. I'm an R-Josie warrior. Um, and, you know, I'm, oh, and the, the truck, the evil truck that we have the to evil truck. The evil the truck appears truck. to be the new villain. Um, and it also appears that- Mothman. There, yeah, and Mothman. It also- I'm so excited that, about Mothman. Wait, um, yes. There's, there's whispers of Mothman and alien part of season five. Oh, right. There's that weird old man that's yeah. like- Um, old man- Jenkins? Whatever. I don't know. Oh, um, Jenkins, I think, yeah. And then Veronica's new husband, Chad Gecko. Hey, Grace oh. needs to talk about Chad Gecko. I need to talk about Chad Gecko! <laughs> Chad Gecko! Yeah, approximately new... five minutes to talk yes. about Chad Gecko. Okay. Chad Gecko. Uh, Veronica's new husband, season five, Chad Gecko. He works for Ponzi skiing. He's awful and manipulative. Blah, 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 blah. What's really important about Chad Gecko... <laughs> is what I've made up about him, which is that he will have an epic romance for, sorry for a brief discretion, but uh, the CW is doing a Walker Texas Ranger reboot called Walker, starring Jared Padalecki of um, Supernatural fame. And uh, oh, Jared's character, Walker, the titular Texas Ranger, will um, have a canonically gay, canonically conservative younger brother who's named Toby. Toby. Who's from Pretty Little Liars. From Pretty Little Liars. Say the line. And you're in the chasing. Trailer, you're Ghost! chasing. Ghost. <laughs> in the trailer, he tells Jared that he's chasing ghosts, and he's really good. Anyway, I think Chad Gecko and Walker's gay conservative younger brother will fall in love. Uh, somehow they we will be America. Yeah, they will be America's worst gay power couple. I am very excited also for Chad Gecko to start paralleling Hiram because mm-hmm. he's got a six. the daddy issues with Veronica, and also because in season two, um, there's some uh, Hiram and Archie parallels, especially mm. when he gets sent off to prison, just like Hermione and Hiram in yeah. season one. Um, which is interesting just because, um, you know, Veronica stopped eating her dinner. Hang on, Grace. Um, I have a counterpoint to America's Worst Gay Power Couple, and that is, what about Cham? Chick and Sam. I forgot about Cham. What about Cham? <laughs> How can we forget about Cham? Chick and Sam. This is definitely way too much. Chick from Riverdale. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> No, this happened. Oh, I also <laughs> hope. Great. I also hope Chick and Charles. Um, I don't know. I hope that we get more of them being. I love the hashtag Chickles Rising. They're a bad gay power couple too. They're yeah. a great mm-hmm. gay power couple. Tweet hashtag Chickles Rising. <laughs> hashtag Chickles Rising. They carry the show when they the we parallels between Barchi holding their hands up on the window pane and Chickles holding their hands under the door. <laughs> also, um, you know when Brett says it's 
coming at you like a Mack truck in the season five trailer. <laughs> that is hopefully a reference to both um, WAP by Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion, as well as the evil truck villain. 30 seconds to talk about prom photos. I'm keeping time. They look like beards. They do look like beards. I like Betty's dress. She looks cute. She looks wonderful. They look great. Except for Jughead. Um, I'm going to say something. Um, We have to sign off. We have to say goodbye. Um, This this was our podcast. Um, Wait, we have to... Leo, do you have anything to say? No, I... You can find us on Twitter at Archie's Weird Pod. You can find us on Tumblr at Archie's Weird Podcast.tumblr.com. Um, all of our things are linked in the description of those accounts. Thank Sophia. you for listening. Thank you, you for a special guest star, uh, Sean Deppner. Um, to promote Sean Deppner? <laughs> me, Sean Deppner. Follow Sean Deppner's alt Twitter account um, at, <laughs> at perfect, perfect underscore teeth, but all the E's are E. E's are threes. Yeah. Sean Deppner's folk punk fan account. That's their secret <laughs> account. Okay. That, this has been Archie's weird podcast. And it was really weird saying, this time. It's so been a pleasure. I don't even know what happened here. I don't know how much this I'm going to have to cut out. Bye. 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 for like the young straight girls that are watching Riverdale and are looking at Bughead and are like that's the ideal romance I want Bughead is going to spawn an epidemic of middle schoolers dating gay boys and then being (laughs) disappointed